On this week's show, we're going to discuss the introduction to sales basics, part one. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we get started with today's content, I want to share a quick video about the unfiltered live breakout session at Epic 2020. Let's roll the clip. So, Wally, you actually have to work this time at Epic 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. So, in addition to uh, uh, emceeing the event and uh, moderating the Ask the Expert panel with you guys and uh, Mr. Leitner, and of course, doing some of these live, we're going to be hosting a contractor panel. Uh, the, the biggest and best names in the industry, the most successful contractors, and uh, it's going to be a chance to hear you know, advice, best practices from some of the most successful people in the country. And so we're really excited about that, bringing that to the event, giving folks a chance to hear directly from contractors. Now, in addition to everything else you do in this world, you, you still own a contracting company, so it's not like they're not getting operational advice from you, but these are guys in the trenches every single day, not flying around, jet-setting, drinking fancy scotch the way you do, and barking out orders from the plane. You know, but <laughs> but uh, guys are in the trenches uh, on a day in day out basis. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, they're going to get perspective from industry experts, uh, from contractors that are industry experts as well, and uh, should be a, a lot of fun. And and again, if they're not registered, they probably should go to a website or someplace to register. Where would they go, Drew? Epic2020event.com. Register now. And why should they register now versus I don't know a couple of months later? Because you snooze, you lose. <laughs> It will, it will sell out. It sold out four months in advance last year and yep. had a waiting list and those on it didn't really get in. So I would suggest you sign up today. Yep. Sounds like good advice from an industry expert, Drew Cameron. Now, I hope that gives you a little bit of a feel for what Epic and Epic 20 is really all about. Make sure you get signed up ASAP because as usual, it will sell out. So go to epic2020event.com and get yourself registered. Now this week, we're going to start a new series on sales with the master himself, Gary Ellix. Recently, Gary has, uh, has had some time to stop into our studio and shoot some of the topics that he's mastered over his years in the industry. We're super excited to share it with you. Over the next couple of weeks, Gary will introduce some basic sales topics, sales philosophies, mindset, and preparation, and how you should frame your approach to sell to become a top producer. So let's join Gary now and dive into some of the sales basics. Hi, welcome back to EJIA Contractor University. I'm Gary Ellix, and today we're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite subjects, which is sales. We're going to break down what we consider to be the basics or the keys, fundamentals of in-home retail sales process. Now, there's relatively uh, strong uh, processes that we break down, let's call it 19 processes in terms of the sales process. So today's discussion are more of the processes on the front end of that, which would be the do's and the don'ts, the keys to selling. Uh, what I would consider the very high level principles, uh, philosophical principles of things that you need to understand you know, before you execute sales process. So uh, doing a presentation is a step in one of the 19 steps of the sales process. What we're going to be talking about today are mindset-related issues, 
philosophical issues, preparation issues, areas of, uh, you know, just how you should frame your approach. Just getting organized emotionally, mentally, and physically in order to be effective, to become a top performer. So listen, if you're selling four or five million dollars in sales, you've already probably mastered most of these concepts. If you're getting into sales, or you're a sales manager or a business owner and you're looking to hire somebody for sales, these are the kinds of conversations that you would use in the teaching process and the training process to get somebody organized and say, this is how we're gonna do it as a business. These are, these are the fundamentals. These are what I would call the blocking and tackling ideas around being effective at sales process. So. Uh, with that in mind, let's go over to the whiteboard. All right, welcome over to the whiteboard lab. Very first issue here is uh, no assumptions. So because we are all human beings and we all have emotional connections to our uh, historical environment, our past, we've been raised in a particular environment, uh, we had a family, uh, in some cases, we went to schools. In some cases, we didn't. All of that stuff adds up to a stimulus. And uh, those stimuli create assumptions. And so what I need you to do in sales is I need you to recognize that that is a problem. Uh, it, it does represent experience. Both of these will represent the sum total of your experiences up to this point. Now that's a strength, but it also becomes a massive weakness in sales. What I mean by that is every sales call needs to be a blank sheet of paper that you look at and you don't make any assumptions and you bring no personal biases to the equation. When you bring assumptions or you bring biases to the equation, you begin to use your experience in a negative way, meaning that Gary is five foot six, and I'm pretty short by comparison for most adult males in today's world. I think the average now is around five eight, five nine. You know, certainly there's people out there that are six foot four. Uh, there's people out there that are five foot two, but most of the people are going to be taller than me. So the assumption or the bias would be that maybe I couldn't play college sports. Maybe I couldn't you know, uh, run as fast as somebody that was taller, more lanky. Maybe I couldn't play basketball. And so all of those assumptions would be very wrong. Uh, they're not so wrong today, just based on my age, but go back in time. And so you would say, well, maybe you would bring your experience to the party and say that most people that are five foot six can't do those things. And that might be true. And that is your experience. So your experience is not wrong. Your experience simply gets in the way of recognizing that the opportunity exists for something else to happen, which is I can play college sports and did, and I did run faster than most people on the planet. And for the most part, I played basketball at the highest level. So you would say, well, how does that work? Because my experience says otherwise. And the answer is you allowed your scotoma, your filter, and you want, you want to write that word down. That's a word you're going to hear later in our sales processes. Scotoma is a Latin word, and it means blind spot. And what that does is your experience blinds you to the possibilities of what could be. In sales process, what this does is it says, they don't have any money. 
they don't want high efficiency. They can't afford the best. They live in a trailer, so they must not want a high efficiency system. Uh, or they're living in a neighborhood that doesn't look like it's got demographic wealth to it. Or my favorite is Montana, where all the contractors in Montana said, well, you know, we don't really have much of a cooling season up here. We got a few days, and most people are going to want to buy a 13 sear because they don't really use it a lot. And so one of my favorite uh, contractors up there, um, you know, he was, we were having this conversation, and I'm like, well, why do you believe that? I mean, I, I get the cooling hours aren't, you know, super substantial up here, but why would you make the decision for the customer? And he looked at me, and his name is Ben, and Ben looked at me, and he's like, yeah, I never really thought about it that way. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, Ben, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just offer it? I go, have you ever offered it before? Have you ever offered a 16 sear, an 18 sear, or a 21 sear? And he said, no, absolutely not. He goes, why would I offer it? The cooling hours here are low. People in Montana don't care about air conditioning. Ah, 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 ah. You don't care about air conditioning? Do you have it in your car or your truck, Ben? Yeah. So you do care about air conditioning. So that's an assumption. You've projected your own personal experience because you may not care about air conditioning in your home. Maybe you don't live a lifestyle where you want your air conditioner set at 65 degrees at night with the ceiling fans on, turn your uh, master bedroom into a refrigerator. You don't live that way, so you assume that everybody else doesn't live that way. Why would you do that? And the answer is because you're not effective at understanding sales process. You're effective at creating your experience, and your experience is now in your way. And that is the definition of a blind spot. You don't see what you don't see. You do, you, you're not asking the right questions. So I'm going to ask you to create the idea that every potential sales process is excluded of biases, assumptions, and you're not allowed to make the decision for the client. Your job is to assume only one thing, no assumptions, which means white piece of paper, blank piece of paper, Treat it as if you just need to discover. The process of discovery in the seven sales steps, in the seven skills, it's skill set four. It's questioning, discovery, find out. So Ben, my favorite contractor in Montana, I shouldn't say he's my favorite contractor. I have a lot of favorite contractors in Montana, but Ben is one of my favorite people. I talk to Ben almost every day. Ben says, you know what? I, I'm going to try that. I, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, wait, you don't think it's going to work? Oh, you're right. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go try it. I'm like, great. Put it in your price book. So we literally were in a meeting room. We sat down. We created a price book for him. We added the 19s to his price book. Now, his distributor didn't even carry 19s at this point. Just that's an important point. Um, so he was doing business with the Johnstone folks up there. Great, great folks. Some of the nicest folks you'll ever meet. And so he goes out, and in the first week, that he has air conditioning calls. He sells two, not one, but two 19 sear two-stage systems. Now you think about that for a second. Hasn't sold a 19 in his entire life, but he puts it in the book, goes out, does a couple of presentations, doesn't make the decision for the client. The client chooses the 19 because that's what the client wants. And the next thing you know, Ben's got another problem because he calls his supplier and he goes, I just sold a couple of 19 sear two-stage units, 
you guys got any of those in stock? And they said, are you crazy? We don't, have, we don't stock 19 Sierra units. Why would anybody stock 19 Sierra? So now the supplier is the one with the assumptions and the biases. And Ben's like, well, listen, you got to get me a couple because I sold them and I'm putting them in and the customer wants them. And you know, his gross profit dollars per man day were substantially higher on the 19-2 stage than they were on the 13s. Why? Because it takes the same amount of labor to put it in. So he sold it at a much higher price, so his gross profit dollars are much better. The customer, by the way, is happy. I mean, who are you to tell me I can't drive a McLaren 650 Spider? I mean, it's insane what the price point is on that, but if I want that and I can afford that, who are you to decide that I shouldn't have that? And the answer is, you should sell it to me if that's what I want. Create a process that works for me. Uh, deliver the experience that I'm looking for. Uh, I have a good friend of mine in Philadelphia, runs a great plumbing company out there. He just sent me a picture of his brand new 650 Spider. And so we had talked about that in a meeting, an EGI meeting in Orlando. And he's like, I want one. And I'm like, you definitely want one. Okay? It's, a, it's a car that creates an experience. It's not smart environmentally. It's not smart physically. There's not a lot of room. You can't put your golf clubs in there. I mean, there's no real good reason from a technical point of view to want that car. It's an experience. It's an ego. It's uh, a check the box. It's a goal. Some people want a jet airplane. All that's perfectly fine. So what we don't want to do is we don't want to let our personal biases and our scotoma get in the way as salespeople. Too often as selling techs and as comfort advisors in the retail process, we bring our baggage, our experience, our history, our scotoma gets in the way. Can't let that happen. Your job is to investigate, discover, and figure out what the customer's needs, wants, and desires are, and figure out how to deliver on that. That is the definition of no assumptions, no biases, and you are not allowed to make the decision for the client. Next on that list is number four, you need a process. So we've talked a lot already, even in video one on sales management, about the need to have a sales process. Uh, Wally, Drew, Russ, Mike Trees, just anybody that's teaching sales out there in the industry, this organization, any organization, they're all gonna tell you the same thing. You need a process. You need an understanding of how your steps are gonna flow. That doesn't mean it's mechanical. It does mean, though, that there are process points that need to happen. We need to introduce financing is a step in the process. Uh, we need to build rapport. That's part of the process. We need to be able to present product solutions that match up with the customer's interest. That's a step in the process. We need to create a price book that allows us to organize our pricing. That's a step in the process. We need to you know, lead coordinate, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, there's these 19 steps that we've mapped out. So those are the details where we know we need to have a process. My major concern in this discussion is with all caps, screaming, digital internet screaming, text, high end, all caps, with evidence. Evidence says it's not blah, 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 blah. I'm better than the other guy, okay? I've been in business for 57 years, blah, blah, blah. My installation quality is better than the other guys, blah, 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 all right? That's all BS to the consumer because everybody that walks in the door is saying blah, 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 blah. 
And so if you come to me with that, or you come to most consumers with that, uh, we're going to be polite. We're going to listen to you. Uh, we're engaged. It's all good. There's nothing wrong in that relationship. It's just not evidence. Okay? Evidence says you're a $20,000 price. The other guy is at fifteen. dollars It's a $5,000 difference. That's real money. Most consumers cannot write a check in the United States for $5,000. They can't write that check, let alone write a check for $20,000 or $15,000. So that is a problem for you in the sales process because you have to justify with evidence what your process is saying. So I've been in business for 57 years is a nice feature. What's the benefit? The feature is not relevant to the homeowner. It's interesting, but it's not relevant. What's relevant is what it means to me. 57 years. And so there has to be something else. There has to be some evidence that justifies the price difference. You might even have some competitors here. This guy right here, that's you. You're at 20. Here, there's a uh, contractor at 15. There might be another guy doing the same job and pricing it at 10. So he's literally $10,000 or half the price that you are. Why should I give you the $20,000? And so evidence is justified information. It's saying that I am the best contractor, and here is why. So your evidence comes in the form of a lot of different areas. Your retail guarantees. The combination, or what I would call the comparison, apples to apples of what you're doing here versus what this individual is doing here. Maybe you're modifying airflow, duct modifications. Maybe you're doing something with insulation, outside air. Maybe you have service agreements. Maybe you have better warranties. I don't really know what your evidence is. I just know that there has to be some evidence that dictates to the consumer why your process is proving beyond a shadow of a doubt why I should trust you with this job versus trusting the other guy. I mean, this guy right here is saving me $10,000 versus this guy right here, which is you. And so the question becomes, justify that for me. This is one of the hardest things that salespeople have to do. Now, as a company owner, as a sales manager, you got to recognize that this is a problem. You can't just be higher priced and expect charisma and you know my good looks and good smile to carry the day. It's going to work a little bit, but it's not going to generate the difference between $10,000 on a consistent, ongoing basis. You're going to have to give people justification. So process with evidence. I need retail guarantees. I need testimonials. I need you to define the quality of your reputation. I need things like a consumer specification. Just exactly what are you doing that's different on your installation practices than the other guy? What are you doing? And so if you're doing things that are different, you need to be able to outline those. So I'm going to show you our credibility booklet later in some of the videos. We take pictures of you know, all of our installations, and a lot of companies do that. And so one of the things we like to do is we have a very specific specification. We have an installation specification, a breakdown of exactly what we're going to do. And we can compare and contrast what we're going to do with what somebody else is going to do. Now, a lot of great companies are out there. So we might be common in a lot of cases. But if we're common, 
typically the money is more common. Then it's a question of likability and credibility. If we're not common, meaning that they're not doing a lot of those things, that's justification. We can say, well, if you want us to take those out, sure, we could get down there, but then we're not really going to guarantee it. So really, listen, if you want to drive a Ferrari, we don't want to take the Ferrari engine out and the Ferrari brakes out and put in you know, Kia brakes in a Kia engine. It's still going to look like a Ferrari, but it's going to perform like a Kia. So do you really want that? And the answer is, what do you want? You, know, you told me you wanted quality. You told me you wanted these things. That's where you need to understand the sales process. Your process is very important because what we do here okay, allows us to close the doors of escape later over here, and the evidence is what proves that we, in fact, are worth the extra money. So if I'm buying a spider and I get a chance to get there, I get to drive it. I get to touch it. I get to get in the vehicle. Uh, I can feel the grip to the road. I can feel the acceleration, uh, the convertible. You, know, you can put the convertible down so you get the feel and the actual exposure of what the machine is doing with you. And it's an emotional connection. So you begin to get new car fever. That's what you do when you drive a new car. So the evidence is there because you're touching it, you're smelling it, you're driving it, you're experiencing it. You essentially have all your senses are being attacked within the framework of this purchase. And the salespeople, they know that. So with HVAC or plumbing or electrical, what kind of sex appeal do we have? It's not like you can get on a furnace and fly it to the moon. That's not happening. So we have to provide evidence to people that justify our trust, or in other words, their willingness to trust us with their installation. So pictures, uh, we provide uh, materials where we, we literally have a little plastic bag where we have copper tubing, the difference between the copper tubing and the system we use and the copper tubing that competitors' products have, the coils, aluminum coils versus copper coils. The heat exchanger, you know, 15 or 16 gauge metal versus 22 gauge metal. Uh, all of those things are important. So photographs, pictures of installations, materials, people can hand touch it. They don't necessarily understand the differences between the product and the technology. Clearly, warranties and guarantees matter as well. If I give you a 16-year parts and labor warranty on a system, and this individual is giving you a 10-year parts and labor warranty, that's justifiable. So we can talk about the evidence, but what I need you to do as an owner and a sales manager is recognize that you do need to create evidence. It can't be just blah, 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 blah. That's not going to work. Okay? It's just not. Your closure rates, your average tickets, the people that are in your organization selling are going to suffer. Uh, the great charisma, the great likable individuals, they're always going to be successful. But, man, we can't find those people. So you've got to have a process that allows the average person to be successful or your company isn't going to continue to grow. Um, there's only one Michael Jordan. There's only one LeBron James. There's only one Kobe Bryant. You know, there's only one, you know, uh, uh, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays. I mean, th they're generational athletes. And, yes, they exist. But... You can't build over time with that. You've got to have a process, and that's where we come down to that discussion. Now, as usual, that's some awesome content from Gary right there. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, I want to encourage you to sign up for a 30-day free trial by clicking Join at the top of this page. This is just a small piece of the process, and you need the whole thing 
to make it all work. We have a lot more content from Gary on sales, including reviewing the in-home survey, presenting options to homeowners, uh, investment agreements, load calculations, and much, much more. So sign up for a free trial today and try it out for yourself absolutely free. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. Stay tuned next week, and we're going to wrap up this conversation on the basics of sales. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.